Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening, whether you stream or download as it's all good. No, actually, it's all great. Hey, before we talk about who's on today's show, it's uh, time to update you on my vision situation. Uh, we're on track for lasering the other eye come February 14th. I'm crossing my fingers. Things are going well. The already lasered eye, it's back to normal as to what it was before the situation took place. And uh, the to-be-lasered eye is clearing up slowly but surely. So I am uh, feeling confident that I will be back to my normal vision in a few weeks. Hey, but in the meantime, I still talk and we can do the show. Uh, my spirits are up. Uh, friends have been concerned as much about that as the medical part. That's why I called you all beautiful people just a moment ago. The compassion that's been passed along has been greatly appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Meanwhile, back at the Dipsy Doodle studio today, we talk with Goodnight Theater Collective founding member, Luke Tatchy, his eighth original musical play premieres tonight at the Washington Pavilion. He's also the publisher of Sioux Falls Stage and Sioux Falls Gallery Publications. Then we're going to catch up with actor Valerie Ahrens. Since her last appearance, has she's been uh, quite busy in several productions. We'll learn about it all. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Whatever you're drinking, whatever you're drinking it out of might very well be determined by where and when you happen to be listening. My choice is, per usual, Jasper Newton. That's Jack Daniels, Diet Coke with Lime. Uh, for you, whether you happen to have a cup of coffee, glass of milk, bottle of water, mug of beer, cocktail, glass of wine, flute of champagne, uh, lift it high and toast it to leap year. Yes, welcome to February today. February 1st, I would be remiss if I don't say happy birthday to two beautiful women, my sister Diane Wartman, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and my stepdaughter Jamie Pearson of Flandreau. Much love to those two wonderful women. Then tomorrow, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I don't care what he sees, his shadow or not, doesn't matter. This coming Monday, the 5th then, will be my grandson Jack's golden birthday as he turns five on the fifth. Great little dude. But wait, there's more. 
to end the year. The Vaudies' first show of the year will be on Thursday, February 29th. That's Leap Day, the extra day of the year, so the Vaudies is going to make it an extra special day. Tickets will go on sale soon. So cheers to Leap Year. Speaking of cheers, which just happens to rhyme with beers, say cheers with a beer or your favorite cocktail at Chasers, West 12th Street and Ellis Road. Make sure you grab some food while you're at it, you know? Those people in the downtown uh, burger battle should be lucky that Chasers is not downtown. Mm-hmm. It's a few places like that. Uh, and then join me on Monday nights for Dave Holly Hour Trivia starting at 7 o'clock out of Chasers. This Monday's trivia theme will be Super Big Game Bowl because you can't say Super and Mm-hmm, that other word together, it's copyrighted, and the copyright cops will be all after you. Honorable Mention. All right, so whatever the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy, oh my, the casts, as in plural, of Monstrous Little Theater's two one-act plays. They all deserve kudos. I am going to single out one actor. Debbie Jones was in a one-person, one-act play. She was awesome, times bravo, times all other superlatives. And just so great uh, of a job. And she also happens to be one of the founders of Monstrous Little Theater. <laughs> well, And just so thankful that our arts community continues to grow and provide more opportunities to creators as well as those of us that appreciate the arts. Later in the show, we catch up with actor Valerie Ahrens. Coming up next, playwright, publisher, et al., Luke Tatchy, on the Dave Holly Hour. Introducing the latest art movement that's sure to capture your heart. Love. Love, the most profound and universal language, comes alive in a captivating new art exhibit that promises to stir your heart and soul. Join us for a look of love, an extraordinary collection that explores the myriad facets of this timeless emotion. Be among the first to experience the magic at our special preview event, February 2nd, at Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts from 5 to 8 p.m. Love brings together a curated selection of artists who have poured their hearts into capturing the essence of love in its purest and most diverse forms. A number of the artists will be in attendance sharing with you their stories and experiences. There will be beverages and treats to enjoy as well, from intimate moments that tug at your heartstrings to grand gestures that leave you breathless. Each piece tells a story that transcends words. Love is not just an exhibit. It's a journey through the beauty, passion, and complexity that love inspires. Immerse yourself in a world where love takes shape in vibrant artwork. This is an invitation to celebrate love, art, and the shared human experience. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity to preview love before it opens to the public. Join us through February to experience the exhibit where the power of love meets the magic of art. Love awaits you 
and we can't wait to share this unforgettable experience with you. Check out the new Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics, inside Oscar's Mini Storage. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. Bisque, studio time, or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several microgrants to local artists no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssiouxfalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssiouxfalls.org. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, indeed. You know it. It is a pleasure to be talking Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's always a pleasure to have returning guests. Uh, he has uh, been, oh, well, what doesn't he do? My goodness. <laughs> uh, well, sleep. That's what he doesn't do. We talk about this often. Luke Tatchy, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Dave? Glad to hear that. Other than a voice that, you know, just doesn't want to work that well i'm okay it, it kind of works for you I don't uh, it still goes you know <laughs> I, I i'm sure i could play a character part of some sort right exactly now. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the characters all in line your eighth my goodness this is your eighth musical yes. that you have written and produced that's coming up this weekend for good night theater collective and it is the legendary adventure Correct. How'd you come up with this one and tell us all about it? Uh, well, I, I've always had a, a, a lot of appreciation for the the fantasy epic. I can blame my dad for that. Um, read all the Tolkien novels back mm -hmm. in my youth. And so I've always had a little bit of an inkling that I would love to do a, a stage rendition of something. Um, the way it came together is just uh, a culmination of those interests. And then my usual absurd comedy stylings right. kind of entered the picture as well. So it's not as dramatic and lacks the gravitas maybe of a Lord of the Rings, but it's very fun and very silly. Is this going to be like Lord of the Rings maybe meets Spamalot? Basically, okay. yeah. That's a very good, very good comparison, yeah. Well, just from the uh, social media that I've seen so far promoting it, it, it kind of gives it uh, that look that, uh, okay, yeah, legendary. But then, you know, you talk about it in your posts, even uh, the absurd comedy and so forth. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I love it when that does happen. And it, uh, it, it's always a great show that you put on regardless. But thank you. Wow. Did you think that you when you started writing your first musical, did you think that, you know, someday we're going to talk about number eight? Uh, no, especially since it's <laughs> it's essentially been eight in eight years, yeah. which is just a, a ridiculous pace that I probably shouldn't be keeping. <laughs> um, but I really like doing it. So, yeah, I, I definitely didn't anticipate ever getting to this point. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. All right. Tell us about the cast and uh, the characters that are involved in this. 
Yes, indeed. So if you've been to any of uh, my original musicals in the past, there's some sort of uh, quote unquote repertory players. <laughs> uh, several of our goodnight performers tend to tend to request to be in the original. And mm-hmm. so uh, you're, you're going to see Bob Wendland. You're going to see Molly Wilson. You're going to see Rachel Payne. The three of them have each been in all or most of, right. of my shows. And so those are some familiar faces. Um, we've got a few people who have now done a few as well, like Alexandria Thongvan, Wade Gamar, and we've got some new folks who uh, are like Drew Vierink is making his goodnight debut with this one. And then uh, folks like Eric Miller, uh, who you <laughs> are wait, used to wait, seeing wait, play guitar. <laughs> Eric is going to be acting? Eric is singing, dancing, and acting. He Woo! is not holding a guitar once during this show. <laughs> wow. It, well, what was it for him that drew it? Uh, drew him to this then well it was almost chance we we had our our collective party that we have every year in the spring Mm -hmm. where we reveal all the season titles before we reveal it to the public uh and eric was there as a collective member and um he sort of pulled me aside afterward and he was like i think you need any like wordless extras in that (laughs) um because he just really loves fantasy uh as a genre and that whole lord of the rings vibe and so uh, I was like, uh, I could do you one better. And I sort of like, uh, the nice thing is we cast this one when I was midway through writing it. And so I was able to sort of cater some of it oh, to the actors. Gotcha. Yeah. And so he's got a few really fun little moments in there. So Oh, I look forward yeah, to I'm it. He's a great guy and yes. <laughs> you know, phenomenal uh, guitarist, yes. musician, and so forth. So can't wait to see what he does on stage, singing, acting, dancing. Absolutely. He, he gets the gamut <laughs> of it, huh? All right, so the characters that all of these people play, what are we going to be hearing for names, situations? What are we uh, getting into? Yeah, so I, I've kept some of it close to the vest on purpose because there's some really silly reveals throughout mm-hmm. uh, that people will hopefully get a kick out of. But um, our, our leading character is played by Maddie Lukomsky, uh, who we just had as Vendla in Spring Awakening right. in the fall. Um, and Maddie is playing a blacksmith who's sort of thrust into a prophecy uh, that may or may not make any sense. Um, we have some royals in there. So Alexandria is playing Princess Melissa, who is as extra as she can be, which is a great part mm-hmm. for Alexandria. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have fairies, we have trolls, we have uh, we have many villagers, we have hallucinations, we have all manner of weird characters in the mix. <laughs> so it's it's a very good time. <laughs> all right. So you said when you were casting it, you were you were still in the process of writing it then. Uh, so how long did it take you to write this? Oh, gosh. Well, with every show, it's a little bit different. I, I talk about how Salem was the first one I worked on with Bob like years and years ago. And it the the score was so dense. It was practically mm-hmm. an opera. I mean, it took me three years to write that. And then for comparison's sake, Alvin Fletcher took me less than 90 days. And it was partially out of necessity because I had to hurry up. Um, so sometimes the, the <laughs> deadline Promise the helps. public we were doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, with this one, I, especially at coming off of Salem, which was such a big show, and with the orchestra and conducting it as well, um, man, I was exhausted after that yeah, one. I was really imagine. happy with yeah. it, but it was exhausting. So this one took a little bit longer than my pace has been lately. So probably a little over a year to get it all done. Oh, my which yeah. lately is a long time for me. So that, well, that's true. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I was being indulgent with how well, long it was taking. And, and uh, <laughs> you have a, at least a hand in one way or another, all of the Goodnight Theater Collective shows. Sure. What number show does this make? For Goodnight? For Goodnight. Um, Salem was number 50. So I think 
we've got this is probably like 60 or 61 at this wow. point. wow yeah amazing that's wild you know i remember uh when i first started this program i think i had your husband bob on for yeah. um my second episode and uh we were talking about things he says yeah, we were hoping maybe we'd get 25 people. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden, boom, you had to start adding different shows uh, and and bigger seasons and so forth. The growth of Good Night, what do you attribute it to? I think there we've just built a really loyal group of folks who really enjoy what we do and, and kind of make it appointment viewing. Um like yourself, right. <laughs> for example, um, who have just been around since the beginning and have really supported everything we try. And I think we've just built a lot of trust with people where they know they're going to they're going to be entertained. They're going to get something that's high quality. And and I think they like relying on that good night's guaranteed mantra that we have. Um, and I think when we when we moved over to the pavilion um, mid pandemic, um, it really did kind of open our, uh, us up for a new audience as well. And so we've been able to expand a bit. Um, and I, yeah, I think, I think dedication to the quality, loyal patrons, and then our performers are just the best. So talented and they love the experience. It right. truly is like a family. Like all of us have just become such good friends as a result. And it's all sort of because of this weird little theater thing we do. So uh, I think that's the biggest well, thing. Well, and, and I, I love just the fact that, uh, in the meantime, there are other little theaters that are popping yes. up too. There are other venues for people to perform at and so forth and it's just uh it's 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 on a roll <laughs> and it's so good to see that too uh and what do you enjoy most about the theater scene and the arts and entertainment scene right now compared to when you started good night i like that there's more variety and i also love that there's just there's been built this this really great camaraderie between the companies and like we find ourselves um, having dinner with, having meetings with mm -hmm. Oliver at TPP, Nancy at Broadcast. I've I've had uh, lunch with Ryan Howe at Mighty Corson. Um, we obviously uh, are really close with Debbie at Monstrous, and there's just this network of people that really respect each other and now support each other as well. So we share resources, we share talent, but we also show up for each other. And that's been a big thing for us since the beginning is we we don't want to expect anyone to show up for us unless we're willing to show up for them. Mm -hmm. And so we really make a point of seeing as much as possible, too, and getting out to everybody else's productions as well. And volunteering at them, too, because I know that uh, Goodnight has uh, spent some time in, in either the kitchen or uh being the wait staff at Old Town. Yeah, I've poured some <laughs> coffee. <laughs> we try to do that at least once a year, get a group yeah. together, because it's just so fun to volunteer at Old Town. Right. So we, yeah. we always and, enjoy and that. And they put on fun shows, too. Yes. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> and, and see, that's just a, a credit to the quality of what we have in this area. And, um, you know, we, we have a lot of people that uh, go, well, yes, but wouldn't it be nice to be in the Twin Cities or something <laughs> like that? Why? <laughs> Take advantage of everything that's going on here for a lot less cost. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. and, and from a from a producing standpoint, too, it's just so much easier and mm -hmm. there are less barriers to entry to do things here um, because uh, it's sort of an unformed landscape. There's not a lot of competitiveness built in that you find in the bigger cities. And so uh, we've really appreciated that we have that wherewithal to be able to, to, to build something from scratch and not have a lot of uh, ceilings. Right. You know, and uh, a lot of people think of uh, Goodnight Theater and they think of Bob being on stage and you uh, being the director or the writer or uh, producer, you know, 
whatever foot you need to have in the door for it. Um, but it's also great to see you on stage. Oh, Lord. And, and most recently, I, I have to comment uh, because uh, I saw you in Miracle on 34th Street, <laughs> the radio play. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why? You were phenomenal. I thought you did an outstanding job. Thank you. And it's one of the very few times that I've heard you sing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. people. I don't do much of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my God, what can't the man do? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I definitely did that semi against my will. But it was very, I, I told the, the actors I was with, I was like, you know what? I take a lot. I take back a lot of what I've ever said to actors as a director, because now being on the other side of it, right. man, it was it was a good lesson for me to yeah. <laughs> experience what it's like on the other end and understand both sides. So, And that was directed by Whitney Rapano. Yes, yeah. who was just so, so talented, so smart. Yeah. Great, great theater professional. She is yeah. uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, what part do you enjoy most? Writing, producing, acting? Definitely not acting. <laughs> I would like that to be one. I thought that might I've be a loaded ever... question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, I think there's something special about the writing in particular that really kind of, uh, I hold near and dear, especially since I, I'm just very blessed to be able to write and then self-produce mm -hmm. with the company. And it's, it's a rare thing, I think, especially in a city of this size to be able to have that and i and i've been able to direct all my own shows too which has been right. such a unique cool thing and so <laughs> in one think, instance conduct well right yeah. yeah that was a that was a last minute shift um <laughs> so now i'm a conductor i guess um or i pretend to be um so yeah writing has just been it's such a good outlet and i do it for a living during the day too and so True. it's nice it's nice to be able to do something for myself uh in the evenings and and to be able to see that vision through all the way to the production as well um, I know that I'm very lucky to be able to do that as yeah. a playwright. What is your writing style in terms of the process? <laughs> I mean, do you all of a sudden just get this idea and you, you've kind of got the idea and you know where it's starting, where it's ending? Or do you have this idea and go, yeah, let's see what we can think about <laughs> and then just start jotting some stuff down? Uh, it's varied from show to show. I think I've finally kind of perfected my formula, but early on I was I felt I was more of a composer than a writer mm -hmm. um, and so I would always start with the score and start with the songs and write all of them and then go back and write the dialogue and I think it's because the first show I worked on or the first two shows I worked on I did the score and then someone else did the the book and so um, when I was doing it all myself starting with daytime I realized oh, this doesn't really work very well. And it starts to feel difficult to sort of shoehorn in dialogue after. So now I do an outline, I do character descriptions, I do everything in order of mm -hmm. <laughs> of the show and it, and it seems to flow better. So this one, I definitely, I definitely, and there have been shows too where I, I feel more attached to the dialogue than the music. And sometimes the music feels like the afterthought. And so- um, I find doing it in order is the healthiest way to get a What's good What's the most fun flow. part about coming up with a character? I think the nice thing is because I get to direct and produce my own shows um, and knowing the goodnight performers who are likeliest to probably be like raising their hand and say, I want to be in this one. Um, I can sort of envision the person while I'm writing it. 
Um, and so I, I kind of, I call them my muses. I feel like I have some muses <laughs> in the group. And so it's really nice to be able to have someone in mind and picture them while I, while I'm writing their character and knowing what their strengths are as a performer and leaning into that is really fun as well. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you put together some dandies and so looking forward to this one. It, will this have, uh, tracks or is this going to be a live band? This is tracks. We, this just, is tracks we did a live side. orchestra with Salem. Right. This one, the I would say, if you saw Reality Wives, oh. the style, <laughs> the style of the music is similar in that it's a variety of genres covered, and uh, that is absolutely to date my favorite that you've written. Oh, thank you. Every one of them is great, but <laughs> Reality Wives was top notch. Loved that. So I, I'm always waiting for the one that's going to top that. Then, well, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll this try. will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so give us a times, dates, all the details about this show first before we talk about some other things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Legendary Adventure is February 1st through the 3rd. Uh, three evening performances, one week only at the Pavilion, and we'll close on Saturday. So all right, and we look forward to that. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know we first met. Uh, you know, I knew you through good night a little bit, but then all of a sudden you decided, you know what, this town needs a little quarterly magazine, a little periodical about the arts and entertainment. And you come up with Sioux Falls stage. Yes. Then a few years later, you add to it the gallery. And that's especially when people were all saying, not just myself, but going, when does the man sleep? <laughs> but uh, it is uh, a great to see that you have accomplished so many different things. What uh, are you most surprised at? Good night, Suval stage, gallery. What what really makes you go? Wow, that was just a whim, and it's, it's phenomenal. I feel like with with Good Night, it's been such a joint effort, and I. And I got to watch the beginnings, even mm -hmm. if I wasn't as directly involved in the beginning. And so the people that were involved from the start, I'm not shocked that it's been able to sustain and be right. quality. Stage and gallery sticks with me as one that truly was the whimmiest of whims <laughs> in that I just decided sitting on the couch at midnight one night that it's weird that there's no coverage of this stuff mm -hmm. uh, in, in most of the media. Uh, and I just was like, I'll just start something. Why not? And for it to now be um, closing in on five years yeah. uh, doing it, I'm a shocked that it was able to get off the ground in the first place, uh, which is me. Um, and B, I'm just like gratified that people continue to have interest in it and support it. And the 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 audience seems to it's hard to measure when it's right. something like this, but the audience seemed to as seems to have continued to grow uh, as we go through the years. So I, I've been really gratified by that. Yeah, and a free publication you can pick up at a variety of spots yeah. around town. And, uh, you know, it will feature, boy, you've had uh, comedians, you've had uh, actors, actresses, directors, you name it. You, you've had it. And then you added the gallery, so now visual arts are being represented. Uh, what else do we need to do? <laughs> yeah what am i missing <laughs> no it, yeah it's been good and, and honestly gallery is has been especially great for me because as someone who sort of has played in the uh in the more performing art space to be able to be exposed to people in the in the visual art space has been really great and i've met some really awesome people that i now consider friends that i didn't even know a right. couple years ago just because i said hey can i come over to your house and right. interview you yeah. <laughs> so yeah i, I 
I, it, it's been a good, ex- a good growth experience for me, even just to, mm-hmm. to ingratiate myself more with the, the community that I now call my community. So, um, that's been really positive as well. Yeah. And, uh, of course, along with Sioux Falls stage means we have awards. It's true. Sioux Falls <laughs> stage awards. And you've continued to add bit by bit, uh, different, uh, possibilities in, in terms of the range of, uh, where, nominees can come from and so right. forth uh but also different awards have been added throughout the years too yes are, are there going to be some additional awards this year too there are so this okay. will be this will be our fifth annual uh wow. Sioux Falls stage awards which is exciting um so we're going to try to make it even bigger and better than than it has been and last year was just such a fun time um so this year, uh, with the panel growing so large right. now, uh, we have a lot more people observing and mm-hmm. casting ballots, which is great. Um, and so we felt like it was the perfect time to expand uh, our geographic footprint as well. Um, so this year, in addition to those Sioux Falls City Limits groups uh, and performances, uh, we'll also be bringing in within a 10-mile radius. So you'll see okay. uh, groups like Corson, groups mm-hmm. like Old Town will now be a part of the awards and i've just had such great conversations with aaron and mike and uh ryan about uh about why that matters to them and what's important yeah. and I'm, I'm really excited to be more inclusive of that um and because now there's just so many contenders so to speak right um i am going to be splitting up um play and musical for instance okay. just to try to right. try to get more people recognized and and because gosh there's just like an explosion of everybody's doing so much and it's so exciting and different and, mm-hmm. and worthwhile. And so uh, just trying to figure out ways to recognize more people's work. Well, the other great thing is the fact that it includes collegiate too. Yes. Yeah. And that's uh, for those that uh, have not gone to something at uh, Augie or USF, you're missing out. Yes, absolutely. They and both have such great programs, amazing programs. And, you know, 20 years ago, if uh, somebody went into theater at USF or at uh, Augie, uh, you were saying, oh, hey, well, you know, good luck in Chicago, New York, or L.A. after you graduate. Now they stick around. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> many so many of the college students who were nominated or won a stage award in the collegiate categories uh, early on are now regular local performers in the professional scene. You see somebody like Casey Schultz. Uh, mm, you see some, yeah. uh, I mean, I have a, US, a recent USF grad in my show right now, Drew, um, who's who's started doing stuff at Corson as well. Um, so people stick around, and, yeah. and it's kind of great. I mean, we have uh, Coleman Peterson just directed and was in our, our cabaret in January. Um, so many recent... Which was a riot. Yeah, they really, they really oh, did a nice my. job. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, fun time. So you continue to put together fun shows. You've got a very well-done, professional, beyond professional looks of stage and gallery mm. with your periodicals and uh, just always look forward it's it's the one well now two obviously uh that i actually read cover to cover every time <laughs> sure. and uh, so so greatly uh enjoy that and uh, great to have been in uh, oh, yeah. an issue or two so uh certainly do appreciate that what is beyond scope for you now are you hoping that uh, your writing takes off more that you know you'll start to get some nibbles from uh maybe more regional theater or or beyond on on some of your shows yeah i uh i always kind of joke that i i i write the show i 
plan it, I produce it, I premiere it, and then I start writing the next one. And so I don't spend a lot of time actually <laughs> like doing anything with the show I just did. It kind of just like goes away. Um, so I'm trying to make more of a concerted effort to, you know, submit to festivals, submit to open mm-hmm. uh, open calls um, and hope that that I can get some regional theater somewhere to do yeah. something would be really special. And um, I, I think I think it's on the horizon. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. What's the best thing that has happened to you by being a um, I'm just going to say in the arts? <laughs> Because you, you've got such a, a, a resume out there. I think it's probably, I think it's probably the community that, that I'm surrounded by now that I, I think I, I'm naturally a very introverted person. And so uh, sort of forcing myself to put myself out there a bit and being able to interact with so many people, either uh, directing them in shows or God forbid, acting alongside them like December <laughs> nightmare. Um, or, oh, or on. even just collaborating <laughs> with in some way or admiring from afar. I just, I get to bump into so many people that, that are just very important to me now. And it's not something I expected to intersect so much. And so I, I really think that's been the biggest benefit for me. And the thing I'm happiest with is I just, I feel, I feel surrounded by people that genuinely care about me as a person and also enjoy. Right collaborating okay so. all right uh, typically you know there's the two questions that i like to end with which you have answered several times <laughs> and we've got a new year now and for some reason right now i happen to be on a kick of are you a new year's resolution person or do you set goals uh, what is it for you luke um it's definitely neither <laughs> uh, i don't think i've ever set a, a legitimate new year's resolution sometimes i've been forced to and i make one up that I have no intention of keeping. Right. Um, and I'm also just not like a big goal person. I'm also like, I don't, it, this will probably cause you a headache, but I don't have a planner and I don't have like a calendar. I just sort of like figure it out. So I'm a very, I'm very organized inside my head and nowhere else. <laughs> so like goal setting and planning, I have things I want to do, but right. I don't formalize them, I guess. <laughs> so then I can't follow up with, well, what's your next project that you're doing? Uh, well, that I do have to. Uh, for. I'm glad I asked it anyway. <laughs> so I, I am going to start. I usually start working on the next one as soon as the, the current one wraps. So my goal in, in the spring is to start working on a very different type of show for Goodnight's next season. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't started, so it's usually dangerous to say it much right. more about it yeah. until I start it in case I'm like, hmm, this isn't working. Never mind. <laughs> um, but I, I'm working on uh, I'm working on something for next season that I'm really excited. That'll take me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Okay. Can we at least say straight play or musical? Um, it, it's probably going to be a straight play, actually. Okay. It's awesome. still a comedy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you right. know, wheelhouses and all that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah I, I think I, I'm going to give myself a break on the, the songwriting since I've written hundreds of songs at this point and I need yeah. to, like, <laughs> take a breather. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I might I might try my hand at a play this time. Let's go back to that to comment that you made about, you know, you, you don't want to say too much. Uh, yeah. In case you go, oh, this isn't working. How many times do you have something that you start and just go, now nah, i got to throw that in file 13 here? You know, I think it's maybe only happened once. Wow. And it's one that I still intend on doing at some point. It just wasn't the right time for it. Okay. So I do have one that I started, I outlined, I wrote the first few scenes and songs, and then was like, mm, not yet. Um, uh-huh. So... Otherwise, so not, I'm just, not I'm just so a very paranoid, paranoid person. So. Not right time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Excellent. 
Well, speaking of time, certainly appreciate your time, my friend. Absolutely. Always great to have you on the show and always uh, great to go to Good Night Theater Collective. We'll be there tonight, Thursday night. <laughs> Here we go, kids. I appreciate all of you. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics inside Oscar's Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls today. He's a bit flirtatious. But most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you're getting down. You know that every conversation starts with, it's a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment and a pleasure to have another returning guest. It's only her second appearance. But when we had her on the first time, she was saying, I'm kind of getting out of this and want to get into that. She definitely got into that, and uh, we'll see if there's going to be time to both do this and that. Valerie Ahrens, how are you? I am good. How oh, wait, are you? I, I forgot the word, though. Here she is, the vivacious Valerie Ahrens. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I do, too. I like it, and cheers to you, by cheers. the way. Yes, we're, yes. we're having some adult babies, libations. It's afternoon. Yeah, and it's always five o'clock somewhere. Did you know that there's actually an app for that, too? There's an app for everything. Yes, there is. I was going to invent an app so that I could um, send a very loud, alarming noise to my son's cell phone (laughs) when he didn't make it to school on time. And the only way he could turn it off was to either call me or answer a math problem. Ooh, answer a math problem. So if there's anybody out there who uh, is good at developing apps, Mm. let me know. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> All righty. Anywho, so the last time you were here, you were just winding up, pardon the pun, uh, being with Rewinder. Yes. Uh, as the lead singer, and you wanted to get into acting. Yes. Uh, how, how have you done with that? <laughs> Wonderfully, actually. Because you've been busy ever since. I have been quite busy. Um, yeah. I was very fortunate to be a part of Goodnight Theater um, this coming spring. Spring, summer. Mm-hmm. So I get to be part of their classic rock cabaret. Um, oh. I was in Greece as yeah. Miss Lynch, which was super fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, the cast was super fun and, and the energy was a lot of fun. I also did a smaller play not too long ago, uh, during the Antelope play with Brenda and Rose and oh, Grace. That's right, yes. Fantastic women. As part of broadcast. Um, yep. And Julie directed that and it was uh, my second favorite theater experience of all time. And my first, of course, being Premier Premier's Theater oh, that's at Night. right. Yeah, that was a dandy. That was a fantastic experience, both 
on stage and backstage. Yeah. So uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, maybe a couple of auditions coming up in the okay. in the near future, hopefully. Well, I, I know that, uh, you know, when you talk about theater with people, it's always about uh, everything becomes family. And your theater family is growing, obviously, with Every day. All, everything you've been in. Every day. Yeah. I, I've made dear, dear lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. I know we'll be friends for a very long time after meeting a lot of these people. And um, it's been a really neat experience. I would probably have to say my only regret is um, I came into the theater community right on the cusp of several losses in the community and uh, I didn't get to I didn't get the pleasure of meeting these people and and getting to know them and from what I hear they were amazing amazing individuals and I would say that that was truly top-notch yeah yeah absolutely yes lots of tears were shed in the past year yeah uh, that's for sure absolutely but in the meantime you're making all these great relationships and uh, it uh, obviously doesn't just pay off on stage it pays off personally too doesn't it it does it does uh the theater community is probably one of the most inclusive welcoming Mm -hmm. warm communities i've ever been a part of um i've had several experiences with communities like that and uh theater is definitely in this area at least from my experience it's been incredibly welcoming yeah so speaking of inclusive uh you were in the uh, rainbow chorus yeah 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 it was um i started on the board as Mm -hmm. secretary and with kind of you know theater and a couple of side gigs i had going on it was a little too much on my plate yeah but i do enjoy going and watching them perform it's awesome doing a fantastic job actually um i met Bo at when we were doing theater premier, at night. premieres yeah yep. yeah and he has always told me i have a, a open invite at any point i want to come back so uh, see you're to that point then you could maybe be one of those special guests yeah maybe yeah. i don't know and special yeah. guest valerie <laughs> not only has she sung the national anthem at the canaries she sang it at the twins last year that was magnanimous let me tell you what (laughs) that was quite the experience that was on a bucket list for a long time Uh um i actually was at rehearsal for goodnight theater when my phone reminded me that the audition window was open and i called up my good buddy mark who owns warehouse recording studios yeah and he uh recorded an mp3 yep he recorded an mp3 for me and uh sent it to me and I didn't even listen to it. I just submitted it. I didn't even listen to really? it. Really? Nope. I didn't even listen to it. And I submitted it. And so then it was during Greece rehearsals that I got the request. Hey, mm-hmm. um, it was like short notice. It was like a week <laughs> and a half's notice. But can you come and sing the anthem on July 3rd? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course I can. What a great weekend for it, too. Oh, huh? it was fantastic. So my whole family came, mm-hmm. you know, rented a suite. Everybody came. And the interesting part was, you know, we're walking out onto the field. And I, the the greatness of the field, you know, the size of the right. field and being outdoors, I was not nervous. Interestingly enough, the Star Spangled Banner makes me nervous every mm-hmm. single time I sing it. 
because I don't want to mess it up. It's kind of a big deal. Right. But I, I wasn't nervous. And I just leapt. I just dove in head first and nailed it. And it was a stellar, stellar experience. Yeah. And it was great to watch on uh on online and so forth. A lot of people got Fantastic. got video of you doing that and so forth. So yeah. it was a pleasure to be able to sit there and go, that's Valerie. You know? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was so fun. Okay, so speaking of the size of the field then, uh, you know, obviously baseball fields relatively are the same size, but not baseball stadiums. Correct. So, you know, when you sing out at uh, the Canaries game, there's a certain way that it sounds in right. terms of echoes and, and acoustics and so forth. Yep. Uh, but they got a little bit more money to put into things uh, in major leagues. Yep. So a much larger capacity, yep. first of all, and as well, the different acoustics. Could you tell it right off the bat? Yes. So I actually have this issue when I sing the anthem out of Husets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Husets has two ends of the racetrack and you're singing in the middle. And so you typically get like a quarter of a second delay. Okay. So you're hearing what you just sang a quarter of a second ago in target field. It's almost a full second. Wow. That the delay of what you just sang is coming back to your ears. Uh huh. And they gave me like in ears to use like a pack Mm -hmm. so I could hear just what was coming from the microphone. But the pack's range isn't the best, so it was a lot of static. Uh-huh. So I couldn't use the in-ears. I had to oh, just... Oh, you couldn't even use them. I couldn't even use them. So I just had to focus... Why you were not nervous, even. No, I just yeah. had to focus on what was coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I've done this song a million times. Yeah. Eventually, one of these days, I'm going to mess it up. But darn it, it's not going to be this time. So <laughs> I just really had to focus on what was coming out of my mouth and not what my ears were hearing. And... Uh, just, just barrel through. And what was out. the applause like afterward? And what feeling did you have at that point? It, it felt, it was kind of strange because they had had they had brought a bunch of um, people to sit on the field. They were going to do a um, a ceremony afterwards mm-hmm. for certain baseball players, previous baseball players who had passed away, and invited all their families to come and sit. So they're right here listening to me sing the national anthem. And so the applause afterwards was um, a very strange experience. It was quite stimulating. <laughs> I was not expecting it to uh-huh. sound like that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't realize the number of people that you're performing in front of until it's over. And that was kind of the situation at hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, Largest crowd you've ever been in front of? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so now. Um, previously it was a stampede game. Okay. I got called in last second, mm-hmm. like last minute. Hey, can you be here in like two hours to sing the national anthem? I said, sure. <laughs> Show up, sing the national anthem, hear the audience. And I was like, oh, there's more people than I thought there were. <laughs> Turns out it was the home season opener oh. that night. Uh-huh. And so the seats were filled. Yeah. You know, we just had Randy Preston on a, a couple weeks back on this show, uh, who was the stampede PA guy. And all of his PA work came about kind of last minute and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. He started doing it for his kid's hockey team because nobody wanted to do any PA for it. And so then Gary Weckworth, who used to own the Stampede, or was one of the owners, I should say, 
uh, heard him and said, hey, would you like to fill in sometime? And sure enough, uh, it was kind of a last minute deal. And his first time doing PA was the opening round of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure there at all. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Some of those things just really tend to fall into place. That it's, they do. It's yeah. really strange how that works out. Are you feeling like this past year and a half has kind of fallen in place for you then? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the kind of person that if I see something that I want or I see something that I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, I go do it. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. I'm like, I want to do that. So then I go do it. And when it comes to singing, it's typically then I just do it and I kill it and then I move on. Theater was a different experience for me. Right. Um, it is much more a labor of love and it's more time involvement. Mm-hmm. And it also is a slower progression of kind of accomplishing the things that you want right. to get done, which was probably something that I needed at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. Cause up to that point I was just, Oh, I want to go do that. And then I just go, go do go, it. Go, and right. Whatever. But theater was really good for me because I have main character syndrome. And so to realize that it takes a little bit more muscle, it takes a little bit more time, it takes a little bit more effort. You're not going to be good at it right away. There's so much to learn. You're going to be uncomfortable was really beneficial for me, really uh, an eye opener for me. And I, it felt good to be uncomfortable and to feel like I couldn't just walk into any given situation and know everything. Well, and and you're learning too. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so it, I've realized the benefit of pushing my knowledge and my skill set and my talents and realizing, okay, I don't possess that skill or that talent or that knowledge, but it doesn't mean I can't. Mm -hmm. If I keep pursuing, if Mm -hmm. I keep pushing, if I keep asking questions, if I continue being uncomfortable, I can get there. I can get the things that I want. It's going to take some time and it's going to take some work and it's, it's paid off. I feel like it's been beneficial. All right. So you still did a little bit of singing uh, during that time. Are you going to be doing more or are you finding a a level where it's like I can accomplish both as long as I do a lot of time management? Time management is going to be the big piece. Um, Theater tends to be a little bit more time consuming Mm -hmm. than singing in a band per se. Um, the previous band that I was in, we could go three months without seeing each other and show up for a gig and whip it out. No problem. No problem. But, um, I would love to do both somehow. So there's, you know, a couple of things musically that I have been toying around with, you know, kind of maybe putting the pieces together that might take some time, but in the meantime, I'll, still meddle a little bit in theater <laughs> just because well, we hope so yeah just yeah. because i i really like the community i really like the people i really like um the arts that are occurring in the area mm-hmm. and um until any of that happens i'll just spend all my time going out and supporting all my friends and the work that they're doing the best thing you can do around here yeah that's for sure yeah all right so you were talking about you know the difference between the time consumption um and then also, you know, the, the fact that uh, in theater, it's a learning curve. Uh, you're not going to be great at it right away. Yep. Whereas if you were born with a great voice, you might be pretty dang good to start at least. But when it comes to uh, being a vocalist, 
you know, for the most part, you you know, you may have taken lessons, done things like that, but there's a lot of self-teaching and yeah. finding your own style in that. Yeah. Versus working under directors. Yes. Uh, in theater. And so in the past year and a half, how many different directors did you work with? Uh, boy. At least five. Yeah. I would have to say. And everyone has a different style. Yes, they do. Um, and what comes into play there is having a reverence for the work and the labor that's involved in being a director of any style. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes to being a vocalist, I can play around with a song and make it my own. Right. I can, I can sit at home and sing it and say, oh, I'm going to try it this time. I'm going to try it this way this time. I'm going to try yeah. it this way that time. And there are some directors who encourage you to do that. And there are some directors who have a very specific mm -hmm. um, dream in mind, vision in mind. And so there's a certain reverence that you have to hold for your directors. Yeah. Not only that, but uh, also the playwrights. Exactly. You know, it, it's exactly. like, okay, this was somebody's work that they put their heart and soul into. Exactly. And, and I want to give it justice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of the difference between almost, it's a comparison, almost like uh, poetry and journalism. So when it comes to <laughs> journalism, good, yeah. writing a newspaper article uh -huh. or a magazine article, golly, if there's not all these different types of rules that you have to follow yep. and respect to have a, a good piece. And when it comes to poetry, you can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't have to rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> it can be as long or as short as you want. <laughs> Any type of language that you want. You can make up your own words for that's right. That's it. You can do whatever you want. And so when it comes to being a vocalist, that's kind of the freedom I'm allowed. Yeah. But in theater, you know, you really have to understand some of those um, unwritten rules sort of thing. You know, kind of the, the etiquette. Of theater. Etiquette's I, great. I, I Googled yes. theater etiquette mm -hmm. because my first play ever was A Christmas Carol. And so most of the people that I worked with had a general understanding of just what you do and what you don't mm. do. You know, what you what you say and what you don't. You know, once house is open, don't walk across the stage. That type of thing. You know, little things like that. And I actually Googled it because I wanted to be as respectful as possible. Mm -hmm. Whereas... If you're in a cover band that does an ACDC mashup, it, three shots of Jaeger before you get started is <laughs> not unheard of. You know, you can do whatever the hell you want. So take your shirt off. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> and so there's a huge difference between the two. So you really got to make sure that you are <laughs> aware All of right. where you're at. So nothing immediately on the horizon in terms of auditions or anything that you're going to be in? Um, well, I thought about auditioning for title of show. Um, I went to my very first show at Mighty Corson mm -hmm. just not too long ago. The crazy ladies. Yes. The, who live and, on the corner. And, yeah. And you even kissed Santa Claus. I sure that. did. Yeah. Golly. He was a good what looking a Santa Claus. Guy. Oh, I wonder who that was. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my first time being there. And um, I got to see people I haven't seen in a really long mm -hmm. time. Um, got to see Tyler Johnson. I have I grew oh, up with him. Tyler F. Johnson. Yeah. Him yep. and I grew up together. We really? went to the same school that all our lives. explains a lot now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I got to see him again. It's always good to see his smile. And 
Um, I got to run into some people I hadn't seen in a while. I got to see Rose work her magic. The Energizer Bunny of community theater in these parts. Truly. Wow. She she keeps herself busy. Yeah. And she does a great job of it. No doubt about that. And then, of course, you got to work with her once. Yeah, that was great. And I got to work with Grace. And Grace is, she is one of those rare, rare gems who has a very natural, raw talent Mm -hmm. when it comes to theater. And it took me several, it took me several play practices to kind of realize the talent that I was amongst with these women as we got closer to opening deer in the antelope. (laughs) So I definitely felt both honored and uh, humbled a little bit Mm -hmm. at the same time. That makes sense. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, anything on the horizon in terms of if it comes around, you're going to jump and have to be in it. Um, particular role, particular play or musical. I would have to say if Chicago came oh, to town. Oh, hello! Uh, I might even audition. I wouldn't even <laughs> care if I was like the one lady who runs across the back of the stage in her underwear, <laughs> and that was it. I wouldn't even care. I would love to be in Chicago. Um, there are a couple other plays that I thought about. You know, I would I would love to be a part of, but you know. Chicago's a big one for me. Yeah. Sweeney Todd is a big one for me. Um, it's by far my favorite musical. It's a musical and it's like a, a gore. It's like yeah, a horror movie different. sort of. And and I'm a big Halloween fan. So that would be one. That oh, I that's right. Love. That's like major holiday at your house, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. So those two would probably be yeah. the big ones. So do you already have uh, Halloween 2024 picked out in your mind? I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm working on it. I have a couple of costumes that I'm throwing, I'm tossing around and throwing back and forth. So I think this year we'll send out a Halloween letter. You know how like right. boomers send out their Christmas letters, mm-hmm. updating everyone on what's going on in their family. Um, I'm going to send out a Halloween letter. Love it. And have each of our what's going on in our lives written out as an in obituary form. <laughs> So I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you miss being on stage singing so often? Very much. Every yeah. day. I love it. Yeah, I because I, I knew that that was such a love. And then you decided, oh, kind of put that on the back burner and uh, go over here to theater. And you do that so well. And, yeah. of course, you know, you've had the uh, pleasure of being in musicals. Yeah. So you get to use the two talents together. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've always been like, oh. You know, I see that Val might be singing with somebody on this weekend or something. And Yeah. Well, I was going to fill in with Sushi Roll next month. Um, it looks like they did find a singer, I believe, for their band. So, you know, I might go up and sing a song or two with them or yeah. whatever. But, you know, a lot of my friends are in cover bands, so I go and see them. They invite me up for a song, and that's great. But it doesn't quite scratch the itch. So, I, uh-huh. you know, it. I might have to keep my eyes and ears open for opportunities that come down the road because all right any any fantastic uh, dream out there (sighs) fantastic dream valerie aarons with her talent wants to be what what's the top notch level on that um that's a really hard question i get one in per interview and this one's almost over (laughs) 
Well, you know, my my dream job has nothing to do with performing. Mm. Um, international food critic. You get to Love eat all it. the food and travel the world and somebody pays you for your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> dream job. Thank you. But no, I would say it's maybe to start my own band and uh, widen my do, circle a little bit. Do we have a name for this band? No, the name ah. always comes last. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I, I hear stupid phrases and go, God, that'd be a great name for a band or an album. I know. We were going to have an all-girl band and, and call it Taco Sauce and all dress up in mild, medium, and hot t-shirts. But oh, goodness. we thought that was a little too obvious. So I don't know. Oh, fun. It'll, ha- it'll, it'll come to fruition right as I'm right. about to fall asleep one night. Like it'll, it'll come to me. Yeah. You got to write it down then, don't yeah. you? So, or at yeah. least, you know, put it in the notes in your phone. <laughs> well, I've always said, and uh, we call it going on vacation. My grandma's 88. And so we always, when we, instead of saying, when you die, we always say, when you go on vacation, and we point to the sky. <laughs> and I told her, I said, you know, when my kids are grown and you go on vacation, and I point to the sky, I said, I'm moving to New Orleans and I'm going to join a band and sing in, in the French Quarter oh. on Friday and Saturday nights. With a band down there. Too bad that I'm considerably older than you, because by that time, then I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'd go down to see it. Well, you can come down for a vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get, a, get a wheelchair. <laughs> I did get to sing with a band when I was in New Orleans, and that was... Oh, wow. That was fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a great 2023. I really did. Um, because in October, I became a Nashville recording star. You did. Yes, I paid the $15 at the Ryman Auditorium to sing along in their studio to a karaoke track. Oh, it's like the little like Valley Fair booth thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) And then uh, I had done a video shoot for South Dakota Department of Health, the last cigarette found and so forth, and kept thinking, man, when's this ever going to be on TV and so forth? Well, it's not on a lot of TV right now. Mm -hmm. But on Christmas Day, my love and I are sitting there waiting for Wonka to come up mm-hmm. on the screen. And there's another little family off to our right, maybe six seats away. And that's it in the in the theater at this point. And all of a sudden they start the, you know, the whole thing that comes before the previews now. And the first commercial is the one that I'm in. <laughs> and I'm not only in it visually, I also do the voiceover work for cool. it. And this lady down the row says, is that you? And so I tell people, I said, you know, I became a Nashville recording star and a big screen star all in one year. See, I think that's great. I think that's we'll, we'll great. We'll put it on the resume. We'll put it online, et cetera. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So that was 2023, but let's talk 2024. You know, normally at the end of these, I, I typically do the whole, um, you know, if you weren't part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by, uh, other hobbies and so forth, but. You know, people always talk about New Year's goals. Yeah. Or New Year's resolutions. Well, most people do. That's what the old hat is. Uh, And then those get broken so quickly. Mm -hmm. And then people are kind of bummed that they broke them. So I am one that I make goals. And I I do different levels of them. So that, okay, you know, if this one I don't meet because it was extravagant. Okay. no, No big deal. Yeah. Did we work toward it, though? And... Yes. What will we need in order to make that dream come true or that goal yes. come to fruition and so forth? 
And so I do a lot of that. Are you a goals or a resolution person? I'm a goals person. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself to be a perfectionist by nature. Ooh. And what that means is I don't start something unless I know that I can finish it perfectly. Right. And I have to fight that. Own worst critic. Yes. So yeah. I have to fight that. And I have to realize that even if I just do a little bit, mm-hmm. it's closer than doing nothing at all. Right. So yeah. I tend to be somebody who has to tell myself, well, just do a little bit. Yeah. Just do a little bit because that's more than nothing. Yeah. See, I look at the goals and I go, okay, you've got the entire year. And then at the end of the year, you can reassess. You can shift those. You can yeah. move them around all year long. It's all made up. There's yeah. no rules, Dave. Exactly. There's no rules. It's everything is made up. Yes. There's only one certain rule to life, and that is death. death. And everything else, just so, make it up. It's, yeah. it's all your own. I was going to say taxes, but we kind of made those up too. Yeah. <laughs> even even money and numbers and languages uh, and true. colors and yeah. So any particular goal this year then that stands out for you? To write. Ooh, I like it. It's been many, many, many years uh-huh. since I have had the bravery to write. So that is my goal is to write. I am terrified of writing songs. And I need to face that fear. And you do that a lot, don't you? What? You're a fear facer. Yes. I'm one of those people who you tell me, you know, only 10% of people have successfully done this, right? Oh, okay. Watch me. Let's go. Hold my beer. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, All right. right. I will be writing. Fantastic. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what you write. And in the meantime, thanks for spending time. Thanks for having Always me. Always appreciate it. And cheers to you, cheers. my dear. All right. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. People ask him where he got his top shelf voice. Dime store? Bargain. Once again, here's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Luke Tatchy and Valerie Ahrens. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you that listen, download, share, and follow. Hey, if you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Besides information about the show, you'll find out when Dave Holly Hour Trivia is going on at Chasers. For all 215 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. By the way, use that search function on our website to look up when your favorite artists have been on before and listen to any of those previous episodes. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. 
As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.